For many years now, the principle of the wine moves my heart and I'm looking forward to you guys to discover those kinds of principles. The topic is time to mature and I want to start right from the beginning with a Bible verse that you understand what is the message all about. John chapter 15 in verse 4 the Bible is saying, remain in me as also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the wine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Remain, when you read the whole chapter, remain comes five times. Remain in me, remain in me, remain in me, remain in me, remain in me. Five times you ask the question, why five times? There is a reason. Because in the, in the vineyard goes to four seasons. The spring season, summer season, fall season, and the winter season. There are two seasons that are very exciting. It's the spring season and the fall season. Summer is boring, winter is flipping boring. And in the summer and in the winter, God is saying, remain in me, remain in me, remain in me, remain in me, and remain in me. Why is that so? In the spring, everything starts to grow. In the spring season, the grape does nothing, just grow and grow and grow. Here is a picture of the, of the grape. It's like they start to blossom. Beautiful picture. This is the season in your life. When you're dreaming a dream, when you're falling in love, you have some butterflies in your belly. You know what these seasons, the butterflies all over. This is like this, oh, falling in love, oh, it's like this. This is the spring season, it's awesome. And the, the fall season, it's the harvest. Harvest is easy, harvest, you cut the grapes, you eat the grapes, everybody wants to help to cut the grapes in the fall. Summer, nobody wants to work summer in the vineyard. Spring is super and fall is super. Let's take this example as a church in terms of our worship team in our church. You know, many years ago, I started to worship in our church. I was the main worship leader. Aha, uh -huh, me. There's a picture about me. I led the worship. It's many, many years ago. But if you think the ICF worship is good... I'm the foundation. Because this was spring season. I started the church, the worship, everything was exciting. And now, 20 years later, I'm not the worship leader anymore, but our worship teams, they have written some songs. They are played now all over the world. That means this is fall. It's the harvest, and we love harvest. Here is a song. Uh, last Sunday when I arrived at church, a friend of mine gave me a text message. Pastor, Lee, if you have no clue, I heard your song are played in Australia. Here is the Go song played last Sunday in Australia, down under. This is the, 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 the power from down under. You saw that? Amazing! <clears throat> and 
Another song are played in Singapore, in an amazing church, the song Lighthouse. Let's see the Lighthouse song in Singapore. Switzerland, this is flipping awesome, and I'm the foundation of the worship. <laughs> what I want to say right now is, spring has an amazing start, but the harvest is amazing, and we love the harvest because we sing, we're going from glory to glory. The word to means we're going from spring to fall, from level to to another level. From spring to fall, there is a summer. And the summer is attached with the word to. The word to just literally means transition time. Do you love transition times? No. We love to start something and we love the harvest. But transition, it's boring. Summer season in the vineyard, it's long, very hot. You see almost no growth. It's a lot of work. One on the days of transition, 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 and transition. That means, in summer times, remain in me. There's some pictures about our worship bands when they are writing some songs. Here's the picture number one. He is our main production guy in the studio. It's so much work, you need a Red Bull or energy. Another picture. The sun is never shining in the studio. It's dark, they need a sunglass to say, we hope and believe the sun is somewhere shining. Another picture when the CEO of this worship comes, Nick Leder. And another picture when they have rehearsal, it's messy. Those pictures you will never see on Facebook. You will never see on Instagram or Facebook. You know why? It's summer. It's the two. It's not spring. It's not uh, harvest. It's just remain, remain and remain. In Galatians chapter 6 verse 9, the Bible says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. You have always a harvest because you remain in the summer season. And here's another illustration about the egg. 
because my, my parents they were farmers. I know the egg stuff. When you see the, the egg gives an egg, you say, whoa, it's an egg. Wow, it's an egg. There's no action anymore after the chick delivered the egg. Stays there for one month, maybe for two months, and you will say, hmm, boring. But inside of the egg, the two, the transition, something is going on. There comes a day, it makes like, See this? When the chick arrives, everything, whoa, look at chick! How awesome! But two weeks ago, or two months ago, oh, it's only an egg. What I want to say right now is everybody has a transition time in your life, in your, maybe in your marriage, in relationship, in, at your workplace, at your study. A transition time, a summer season who is not really exciting. And the Bible is saying, Remain in that season because that season is the stage for an amazing growth. I want to teach you about two things. First, the wine dresser encouraged in order to remain. Why does God or Jesus saying, remain in me, remain in me, and remain in me? This is a word especially for the summer season. Because in the summer season, the, 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 the grape, so the, the grape wine, has four enemies. They will face four enemies in the summer season. Enemy number one, it's the mildew. That means disappointments. The mildew comes, it's like a cover, and destroys the whole grape. We will face in our lives, in a summer season, sometimes disappointments. You say, why in the world I'm doing what I'm doing? Maybe if you have children, Sometimes they say, never thank you. The only thing what they say to you is like, Neh! that means now, go faster, mom and dad. In our worship team, there are some pictures, I had no clue about it, because our worship team, they're writing more than 50 worship songs a year. More than 50 worship songs a year. But when we produce a CD, there are only 12 songs in the city. What? Where are the rest of the 30, 28? 38 songs. Where are, you are, you are, you are awake. Where are the rest of the 38 songs? Where they are? We deleted them. We don't sing them in church because they are good, but they're not good. That means the worship teams writing songs, two-thirds, we will never sing, we never use, we never praise Jesus. It's for nothing. That means they have more disappointments than success stories. I have shown you some pictures about songwriting days. They have songwriting themes. Songwriting days. This is 
Worship leader Davey thinks, okay, this song, anyhow, will not be on the CD. It's like, <sighs> you see, disappointments is huge. Another picture, our main worship leader, after the rehearsal, he carries everything like a donkey, and he has no clue, makes sense to produce that song. Another picture in the studio, one guy is smiling, he's from Basel, and the rest thinks, we are not sure that that song will make it. What I want to say to you right now, the songs we sing in our church, they are the best of the best, and even certain songs you don't like. But 38 songs are written, are produced, they have given their hearts, they prayed about the lyrics, they asked God for the right things, and we'll never sing that song. That means if you want to be successful, there's a lot of things. You will never hear about it, people will never say thank you to you, and you're doing certain things they will never use and that's a huge disappointment. The enemy number two is the worms. The worms, they make you tired. The worms, they go in here and start to eat up a little bit. And they make the whole grape really tired. It takes out the whole energy out of that. Tiredness means sometimes in a stage of a summer, for example, in a small group or in a ministry or at your job relationship, you will face a summer season. No action going on. And God is saying, remain in me. And a lot of people, they make a huge break, a break in a relationship, a break in a small group or a break with God. You just break up a little bit because you're tired. The thing is, to restart something needs more energy than to keep going and keep going and keep going. Why I know that? Very simple. Every summer, I'm doing a lot of sports. But in a summer season for five to six weeks, I do no sport at all. That means after summer break, I'm playing squash again Monday night before my small group. And when I play squash after six weeks, the ball is so fast, like, boom, oh. You know, my whole body is very weak and I'm, I'm, I have no energy anymore. My muscles are very, very too soft. And it takes about four weeks until I have the same energy like before the summer break. And that year I said to myself, this will never happen to me any, again. I bought some jogging shoes in America. Every morning, 8 o'clock, I went jogging in Florida, was 35 degrees, very hot, humid. I went jogging for a half an hour, for 40 minutes, for 20 minutes, every day. That means after that summer break, I'm more fit than ever. Or just to explain this in another picture, we have at home a cross trainer. Do you have a cross trainer? Cross trainers are amazing. They are, they just wait for you. Cross trainer is the same thing. If I go on a cross trainer and I'm really tired, exhausted, the first five minutes, I say, oh my goodness, I'm not able to do it. I have to give up. I say, okay, Leo, hold, lean in. Ten minutes at least. And after five minutes, you are in a flow. When you reach the certain points of a flow, you can go for one hour and it's very easy. The first five minutes to bring something on roll needs more energy than the last 55 minutes. And that's the whole picture in our life. If you make a break in your relationship with God, to restart something needs more energy than to just go, keep going, and keep going, and going. Enemy number three.
Three, the birds. The birds come and just take some grapes away. The birds, they have to do nothing for you. They were not there in the spring seasons. They were not there in the summer when it's boring. They just come and take some grapes and eat. We have all these people in our life. They use us. Maybe they use your stage. They use your position. They use your money. They use you as a person just for one thing. And so often you are used by people. And that's what Jesus is saying. The birds will come and they will take some grapes. That's not the point because the grapes are just the overflowing fruits. And God is saying, if you remain in me, if you remain in me, you will have all the energy and all the power to keep going. And here's the point. People will always disappoint you. Always. Even good people will disappoint you. Even your best wife. Your wife. <laughs> your wife. Oh, sorry. Your wife. <laughs> I was too long in America. Your wife. <laughs> your wife. Um, can disappoint you. You know what I mean? And that's what she's saying. Remain in me. Here's the word, remain in me. The enemy number four is the insect. The artists bring destruction. The insects, they start to eat up the leaves. You say, what's the problem about eating up the leaves? There's anyhow too many leaves. But in the process of a grapevine, the leaves are taking the sun and the leaves are changing the sun into sugar and into softness. Without the leaves, the grapes, they will not be soft and the grapes will have not any sugar. That means from the outside, they're looking really healthy and really beautiful to eat up. But if there is no leaves, no transaction, there will be no sugar in the grapes. That means you will eat them and they're really, really sour. And you know what? The leaf stands for our prayer time. The prayer time is we praying to Jesus. We take the sweetness and the softness of Jesus in our circumstances. And we bring in fruits and the world will eat the fruits and they're soft and sweet. And the devil knows one thing. Is he is able to distract us from the daily routine in praying to Jesus. He knows exactly we're losing the contact with the softness and sweetness of God. Here are four enemies in the summer season. That's why I said in the beginning, summer, it's long. Summer, it's hot. Summer, it's a lot of work. And summer, you have four big enemies. That's why we love spring and we love the harvest. But the two is attached. Don't give up. Remain in me. Remain in me. And remain in me. And I remain in you. And I remain in you. And you will bear everlasting fruit. I have asked a vineyard, a vineyard a farmer guy about what's happened in summer. Let's see about a Swiss guy who knows everything about the summer.
Im Sommer wachsen die Triebe, sie werden immer länger. Irgendwann werden sie gekappt, also wird der Spitz abgeschnitten, sonst werden sie noch länger und die Trauben entwickeln sich nicht richtig. Jetzt sind wir in dieser Phase, wir brauchen Photosynthese. Also das heißt, es wird Zucker gebildet durch die Blätter, durch die Sonne. Und das wird in der Traube eingelagert. Und man sagt immer, vom Blüht 100 Tage und dann sind die Trauben reif. Also wir brauchen 100 Tage und das ist so ein guter Richtwert. Der funktioniert praktisch jedes Jahr. Wir nehmen die Blätter weg, dass die Trauben Luft haben, weil sonst können sie faul werden. Und wir warten eigentlich dann, bis die Trauben reif sind. Und die Trauben, die dann noch grün sind, die werden weggeschnitten, weil die kommen immer, die sind immer hinten nach. Die werden nicht reif miteinander. Und dann haben wir zwei Qualitätsunterschiede. Beim Farbumschlag werden die Trauben noch mal reduziert und wir möchten eine Menge von 900 Gramm pro Quadratmeter. Und die Trauben, die je süßer, je besser, aber es gibt auch eine Grenze, 100 Töchsli, das ist super. Also von 90 bis 100, das gibt die besten Weine. That's the summer. The summer is just remaining me, remaining me. And I think that's a word from some people right now. You have to hear that remain in me because without remaining, there is no harvest. And that's the point number two I want to teach you. And it's about the good is the enemy of the best. The good is the enemy of the best. John chapter 15 verse 2. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he branches so that it will be even more fruitful. And this is an amazing Bible verse. And when I start to study about the grape wine, I realized even good grapes or good leaves or good branches are the enemy of the best grapes, the best leaves and the best branches. I want to teach you about two points. The good talents are the enemy of the best talents. Or the good branches are the enemy of the best branches. The good talents are the enemy of the best talents. Here what the farmer does, he looks at the grape, he says, okay, there are too many stuff here, and here you can see fruit all over, the branches are all over perfect, but here is too much. And he will cut even good things away. For example, this. You say, but this is good. What's wrong with that? The grapes are here, the leaves are good, the branches are strong. What's wrong? It's too much. Sometimes less, it's more. Less, it's more. Just think for a moment about your own life. If you are stressed out, Maybe you have to cut away certain things in terms of being, bring more glory to God Almighty. 
When I look back in my life, now you see me preaching here, leading the church, and a lot of people think, wow, it's amazing. Pastor Leo uh, is the pastor, the preacher, the leader. Wow, he's gifted. But there were moments in my life where I had to cut away a branch, a good, fast-growing, talented branch. Because I played guitar for many, many years, and here's the picture. I was invited by, to I play the guitar in many weddings, I brought a nice song, nice atmosphere, told always a, short, a short, uh, short story, and I brought some fun factor into the weddings. I was invited all over. And for many, many years, I practiced playing the guitar. This is hard work, playing, training, playing, training, 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 playing. You know what I mean? It's flipping hard work. And one day my pastor asked me, he said, Pastor Leo, I believe you're a preacher. From now in two months, I would love if you preach your very first message in my church. I said to him, oh, cool, but I have a problem. I work, and beside my work, I cannot play the guitar, train the guitar, doing some concert, and preaching. Something is too much. And there I learned the lesson. Playing the guitar, it's my passion. Preaching, it's my passion. Both are my passion. Now comes the question, what should I cut away? And I cut off playing the guitar. I trained for years. I trained very hard. And sometimes you cut away a branch, it grows for years. And I just put it away. Because the good talent is the enemy of the best talent. Sometimes you have to reduce to one or three things. A second point is the good fruits is the enemy of the best fruit. The good fruit is the enemy of the best fruit. That, when I study about the grape wine, I was shocked about it because here you see a lot of grapes, but even it's too much. And the farmer goes and cuts here, for example, just away. They're good. Here as well. The good fruits are the enemy of the best fruits. What I mean by that is another thing. Um, my wife and me, like four years ago, we were asked by a TV station, Star TV, to doing like a counseling session Monday morning. From 10 to 12 o'clock, people from all over Switzerland, believers, unbelievers, they could phone us, and we listened to them, we prayed with them, we had the Bible verse, we had the prophetic verse, and every Monday morning, people got saved through that uh, TV, um, TV thing. And um, we have done that for three and a half years, a good thing, an amazing thing, amazing opportunities. But about two years ago, because we are called International Christian Fellowship, but the word E had no meaning for us as a church. Because we only planted some churches in Europe, and Europe is not international. Europe is just like around the corner. International means for me America, Africa, Australia, Asia. Two years ago, God opened the international door for me and my wife. We start to travel, preaching in America, in Australia, in, in Asia, all over. And the most people have no clue 
how, what a price we paid. For example, I preached Sunday in Jakarta, four messages. I took the 10 o'clock flight to Singapore and I flew out from Singapore one o'clock in the Sunday morning and I arrived Monday morning, eight o'clock at the airport of Zurich. Terminal E. You take the small train going to the bus control, you pick up the luggage, and about 8.45, a taxi drove us direct to the TV station. And 10 o'clock, I said, Good morning, Switzerland, I'm here for you. Tell me, what is your issues? What is your problem? I would love to pray for you. Inside, I said to myself, God, do you want to kill me? I am tired. I was some hours ago in Asia, in Jakarta, and now in Switzerland. The most people say, oh, cool, you're doing TV. When we're doing like worship tour, the same thing. I always took six o'clock flights from L from London, Vienna, Hamburg, Berlin. That means I had to get up at least 3.40. For many, many years I've done that. My wife said to me in January, Pastor Leo, I think this is over now. I said, what do you mean? We cannot do Beratungs TV again. We travel too much. I said, but honey, this door God has opened. People have given money. People got saved. We're reaching people in need. She said, I know. We have too many good things in our lives. But now we have to cut and have the courage to cut down things that are good because they're the enemy for the best. And in April, we cut away our Beratungs TV. We, we stopped it. And I felt so bad because there were some fruits, amazing fruits. The cool story is another team, they took over the whole Beratungs TV thing and they will go on from, from October on. It's not over anymore, but for us, we had to cut away certain things. And here's the point. Sometimes the devil tries to keep us busy. Even the good things is the enemy of the best thing. I want to explain this in a very, very simple illustration. You can draw three circles. The circle number one, you ask the question, what is my passion? Maybe you have more than one passion, you have passions. What is my passion? Passion is like an engine of a car. It drives you. Passion is something you get up 2 o'clock in the morning and you're excited. If the boss asks you to work 2 o'clock in the morning, you get <gasps> tired. It's not your passion. A second question is, in which area I'm the best? Which area I'm the best? Really the best. I mean, for a lot of Swiss people, if I ask them, what can you do the best? They will say, oh, oh. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just blessed. But you can go sing. Oh, no, it's not the glory to me, it's the glory to God. I want to ask you, what do you doing the best? You have to know that. And the third thing is, you have the question, where will I make a difference? Difference. Where will I make a difference? And here you see an overlapping, and the overlapping of these three questions 
This is the main thing you should do in your life. Don't focus only on your passion. Don't focus only on what you're doing the best. Don't focus on your difference. This is the main thing. Make this thing to the main thing in your life. Just think for a moment, what is the overlapping thing in your life? This helps you to cut away the good thing is the enemy for the best thing. In my life, for example, my passion is Jesus, of course. What doing the best? I'm, my biggest gift in my life is leadership. I'm a really good leader. I'm a vision, vision leader. I see new things. I go it and it starts to grow. I'm a vision leader. I see the best in people. And the difference in my life, whom, whom I can make, is church. That means passion for Jesus. I'm a super good leader and have a passion difference. I'm with the church. That means Jesus, leadership, and church means my main thing here, it maybe surprises you, is church plant. That's my whole main thing. That means everything in my life who is good but hinders me to plant any churches. That kind of things I will cut away. I want to close with, with one thing. The last three weeks I got four um, invitations to write in Christian magazines. They said, we love the way you preach, very fresh, very young, very edgy. Could you also write some articles in magazines? Four big magazines asked me that question. You know why it was easy to say no? Because my main thing is church plant. And I cut these invitations away because I knew it's a good thing, but this is the enemy for me to plant churches. I hope it helps you to understand the summer season has two questions. Remain. Don't give up if you don't see any big progress. And the second thing is cut all those things away. The good things are the enemy of the best things in your life. When you came in, you get a piece of paper, I hope so. This one. And here's my question for the following week or the following weeks. Just ask yourself the question, are there some areas where God wants to cut off certain things? It can be also relationship. It can be also some jobs. Just take this at home and ask the question, are there areas in my life God is saying, this is the enemy for the best things in my life. I want to pray with you guys. My wife, uh, 11 o'clock celebration, she came to me after the I preached and said, oh, what an amazing message. <laughs> I said, thank you. She said, you preach to yourself. I said, what, what, what do you mean by that? Oh, I'm very curious. What kind of branches do we cut away? <laughs> you know, sometimes you think I preach to you. Huh, no, I preach to myself. That's why summer is also a message to myself. Let's, let's pray together. Father God, I just want to thank you so much that you encourage me to remain in you. 
And Jesus, right now, I want to block in. I want to drink from you. You are my source. You are my energy. You are my strength. Without you, I will not be able to bear fruit who is everlasting. And maybe from certain people right now, for you it's the message, block into Jesus for the very first time. Or block in again. Even when people have disappointed you, close people, maybe your closest friends, or you're tired, or you're distracted, or you feel used by and from people. I will make right now a declaration, Jesus. You are my source. You are my eternal life. You are my healer. You are my, for my forgiveness. You are my destiny. You are my closest and best friend. And I will remain in you. And I want to ask you, Holy Spirit, right now, are there some areas in my life or some things you're challenging me right now to cut away? Speak to me. I am yours. And I want to, and I will bear fruit for you. And let's be quiet for a moment. Just give the Holy Spirit the opportunity to speak clearly to you and me clearly what kind of stuff what kind of areas what kind of talents or things we do are just good but are the enemy of the best anointed thing from God Almighty and Holy Spirit we give you the permission speak to me reveal me Help me to make bold decisions. Come, Spirit of God. Speak to me. Speak to me. For some people, it's the word remain. Don't give up. Don't throw away. Don't run away. Remain in me. The only word you, whom you can depend right now is Jesus saying, I will remain in you as you remain in me. That's the word for many, many people right now. You're going to a really dry season. Really an uncool season. A season of no spectacular things season of no big growth don't give up remaining me the fruits is only a product because we remain in him and it lasts only for a very short season But the branches are remain in Jesus. And I want to bless you in the mighty name of Father God. I want to bless you that you are a woman and a man of God. 
you have started the race with Christ and you will finish the race with Christ. Nothing on this planet earth, even distractions, even disappointments, even no devils are allowed to bring you to fall because you are blessed, you are anointed and God has given you everything what it takes, what you need to overcome your issues, your battles, your obstacles because you remain in Jesus and He will remain in you. And now I want to invite you as a whole congregation. Let's praise Jesus. Let's adore Jesus. Let's lift up His sweet name because His name is above all names. He's the source of all the sources. He remains in me and I remain in Him.